0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. So now, as we come to our last consideration in Proverbs 2, I want to focus on just this this word in verse 17, where it says a companion of her youth, the one who forsakes the companion of her youth. And this is a, a Hebrew word that means friend. It's the word aloof, and it has this connotation of one who gives instruction or is a guide, according to Robert Alter. Derek Kidner says this is a far cry in the not uncommon ancient world of the idea of a wife as chattel or as property, um, but not as a companion. And and the aloof is this tender picture of a friend. And I, I, I want us just to focus on this for a moment because this is such a beautiful contrast to this idea of the forbidden woman that was here. Uh, Tim Keller says, all of the marks of friendship uh, are to be present in marriage. constant Constancy, sensitivity, speaking the truth in love, counseling each other. All of these must be, be present. And what happens when you have a good friendship, it has a possibility to be full of good romance. Uh, I think it was also Tim and Kathy Keller who wrote about this and said that that a good marriage is a friendship garnished with romance, not a romance garnished with friendship. And that friendship forms the foundation of a beautiful, long-lasting, healthy marriage. And that is exactly what comes about right here in Proverbs and and what we'll see here is that is that when you and I understand that there's a promise in marriage to say I will be your friend throughout all of life what you're doing is you're making a future promise based on a present reality i remember once hearing about a woman who was checking out of a grocery store and as she was checking out somehow the topic came up of of marriage with the clerk. And she just said, well, I've been married for 40 years. And the clerk said, well, I can't imagine being married to anyone for 40 years. And the woman just looked at her and said, well, don't get married until you can. Because that is what it is, is it's a lifelong companion from your youth who becomes a sweet friend over time. Now, I know that some will hear this and say, well, I, my, my my spouse had, did not become my friend it wasn't sweet it was it was something else and all I want to do here is say this is the picture of what marriage means in proverbs is is a sweet lifelong friendship that grows from youth into old age with an ever increasing beauty to it my wife and I have a picture that uh, we've had for some time, and it's of two rocking chairs on a porch, empty but looking outward. And we've said uh, throughout our life together that that is, that is the goal, to live our lives together and want to sit on two rocking chairs as each other's sweet friends, aloof, as we age and mature throughout our, our lives. And so today, let me just ask you, what are you doing today that will lead to that kind of relationship? If you're married, what are you doing to build a friendship? If you're single, what are you doing to open yourself up, not just to romantic encounters and being swept off your feet, but to building friends who may someday be that sweet friend? Sometimes what happens for those who are single is we too quickly eliminate people from our potential list of spouses based on superficial criteria. I heard somebody put it like this. They said that, that if there are 100 people that you meet and you start with uh, just a, a couple of simple criteria— like, I want people who are tall. Let's say you're a woman and you say, I want somebody who's taller than me and you're 5'9. Well, the average height in America is smaller than that. In fact, you would, for, for men, I think, if I remember how this went. So you would eliminate like half the people. And then if you said, Well, I only want people who agree with me politically, you'd eliminate um, another 30, 40% of, of people maybe 60, 70%, depending on how strongly you hold your views. And so now you're down to like six, seven people. And then if you say, well, I need somebody who's at least has this education or this income level or whatever it is, before long, your 100 people has become one person or nobody. And maybe there are some sweet friends who don't fit your physical list, your political list, your socioeconomic list, but could be sweet friends if you opened yourself up to that possibility and made friends and then considered how to garnish it with romance rather than saying, I must have romance and garnish it with friendship. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.